Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. That's what we're doing now. Here we go. Brothers, sisters, siblings, welcome to Ben Sunday School. I am Matt Donnelly. We are broadcasting from Show Creator Studio South here in Las Vegas. This week, Penn went to the Mayo Clinic. Went out to, was it Minneapolis? Oh, well, Rochester. Rochester, Minnesota. Rochester. If you're going to get your body looked at, do it in Rochester. I've always said that. Here he is preaching the love, Penn Gillette. You know, I don't know how useful it is to go uh, to a doctor when you don't have symptoms. But the um, the Mayo Clinic, actually the Miracle Whip Clinic, the one in Arizona, <laughs> uh, really fixed my voice. Yeah. They fixed a lot of my problems. So uh, with Glenn and my wife pushing, I went to the Mayo Clinic in Rochester. Okay. I spent two days there. My experience in healthcare there was not the experience of a typical American. Right. I had a VIP guide taking me around. Wow. I didn't have to sign in any place. And uh, My wife had that Disneyland once. Yeah. It's, take you around. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> but they go up and they you just go and you sit down and sit on your computer. Then they say, okay, go. Yeah. And then they have to ask you every time they would go, when's your birthday? And I would say uh, March 5th, 1955. But- you don't need to get me anything. Just a card. Car would be fine. And uh, but if you're gonna, I mean, a card. I want to know that you remembered. But maybe some chocolates, and I would say single source vegan. Yeah. Obviously free trade. Yeah. Maybe like five pounds. That would be fine for my birthday. <laughs> but uh, a card, knowing you think about it, and then they would say. No, we have to ask you that to make sure that the, the identification is proper, which to me yeah. made me hysterical laughing. Yeah. The ones who laughed at it, who cares? But the ones that would go explain to me patiently that they weren't going to send me a present, but rather that they were just making sure I was who I said I was, those people killed me. I would just think to myself... I'm now being shown in by Andy Kaufman. This is this is the hippest thing that has ever happened to me. Because, you know, that is what Andy Kaufman would have done. Yes. So I went in there. And then the great thing about going to the Mayo Clinic and spending a million billion dollars mm-hmm. is that if they want to check something out, they just push the schedule around. You go in and see an expert. Ooh. It happens that quickly. The other thing that drove me crazy was I went into the uh, ENT. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, this guy in the, the Miracle Whip Clinic. They said, Miracle Whip Clinic? I said, well, you know, the one that's not real Mayo Clinic. They went, oh, oh, that's great. <laughs> I'm going to use that. Miracle Whip Clinic. Yeah, that's great. Because it's not the Mayo Clinic. I said, yeah, that's, that's, that's the that, joke I made. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm going to use that. I am going to use that. Definitely. The Miracle Whip Clinic. Yeah. That's the character you need to play in some sitcom or movie, is that guy. You you think I'd be good at that? (laughs) Overly congratulatory (laughs) on your joke. Boy, Saturday Night Live needs that, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They could really use that. Yeah. And then Lauren have to make a movie about it. (laughs) The season's done now, but I I, I, I was liking this season. Comedy fan guy. Yeah, yeah. 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 Topical, because Trump is stupid and narcissistic. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to tell the guys at work about that. Because, you know, Trump, you know, he's he's, he's on trial for shit. Right? (laughs) Still running for president, and he has stupid hair. I like that. (laughs) It's a pretty good character. I do like that character. And it was great because there was a chart up on the wall. Yeah. So I could just say, see, that's where my vocal cords are. They were doing this. They should have done this. And they gave me a shot and fixed it right up. And then she said to me what the, what it was they gave me a shot of. I said, so you knew this too? She said, yeah. I said, I went 25 years suffering. Where the fuck were you? <laughs> and she said, I was right here at the Mayo Clinic. I said, okay, good point. <laughs> was it like she was hiding? <laughs> so I, you know you have to interact with these people mm-hmm. one guy this was great one guy said geez you had a vip person bring you in here then he looked me up and down <laughs> and was not impressed in my sweatpants and work shirt he looked at me and said so uh there must be some sort of big deal i i i, I uh, what's your name here pen July, uh, give me a second. Does a search. He <laughs> no. goes. He goes. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I've heard. I think I've heard of you. Yeah, I guess you're a big deal. I said, uh, yeah. I'm. I'm just here for a physical right now. And then some people would recognize me. Yeah. And some people wouldn't. Right. And it's a, it's a different interaction. Yeah, yeah. One person said, you know, I'm not allowed to talk about who my other patients are. But I'm uh, I'm pretty excited you're here. But you know who I really want to come in? Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> I said, well, I know Gordon Ramsay. I'll try to fuck him up with something that he needs to go to the Mayo Clinic for <laughs> so you get to see him. And they said, so you know Gordon Ramsay? I said, yeah, that's why I get VIP treatment here. And there were 125 people there who were from Saudi Arabia. Once a year, the royal family of Saudi Arabia goes to the Mayo Clinic. And when the royal family travels, they bring 125 people with them. Holy shit. So they said, um, you might have noticed in your hotel, there's a lot of people from the uh, Middle East. I said, well, I, there are a few people on the elevator. I didn't notice, maybe. I said, yeah, the whole, the whole hotel is you and them. <laughs> I said, yeah. That, I mean, if you're flying private with 125 people, are you even flying private, you know? I know. That's a Southwest flight. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it is. And 
I don't know. The waiting room is 125 people in it. <laughs> and they're all with you. Yeah. And you know everyone is ahead of you. I mean, 125 people is everybody I know. Yeah. If I had to travel with 125 people. You'd be in a funk band. What's that? <laughs> You'd be in a funk band. I'd be in a funk band. All I can tell you is Jeff McBride is going to be there. <laughs> That's how far out of my circle you have to get. Jeff McBride's going to be one of the people there. <laughs> That's a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people. Yeah. Flying over all that way. And they presumably know all of them. Yeah. And then they said, which I thought was really weird, they said, every other year, the women come over. They bring that, the women too. But so, not every time. No. Every other time. <laughs> I don't know why women need fewer physicals than men. <laughs> I was confused by everything. That's really weird. And, you know, it's gross. It was the same specialist who told me they weren't allowed to give names of anybody they treat who told me all that. <laughs> the doctor told me that. It sounds like they were saying the women instead of the men, not in addition. No, no, in addition. They made that very clear. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the royal family comes over every year, and every other year they bring the women with them. Weird. Weird. So, um, by the way, I'm still hung up. The guy, you're not allowed to Google a celebrity in front of the celebrity. That's not, if you don't know who they are, be a good person and go out in the hallway, Google it on your phone, walk back and go like, wait, aren't you from? And you pretend like you know it the he whole time. He also said, that's uh, a good person. You got, uh, you have really long hair here. It's like <laughs> questioning me. I go, I don't, I don't know what picture you pulled up, but that's a picture of maybe when I had long hair. He said, yeah, it's long hair here. I said, yeah, I, I had long hair there. He said, huh, magic, huh? Oh, bullshit. I've heard of bullshit. I said, me too. <laughs> Something was implied there. The other thing is that every other doctor rushes you through. Mm -hmm. At the Mayo Clinic, they don't rush you through. And that's a really good thing until it isn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then they're going yeah. like, huh. So, uh, everything's fine, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, your, uh, your BMI is up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lost 120 pounds. How'd you do that? I'm trying to lose some weight. You're, you're the doctor. You're a doctor. Yeah. Figure it out. How about eat less? I mean, I'm no professional. I mean, if your answer is heroin, he's like, be like, oh, cool. I'll check that out. <laughs> But they do really fast stuff. Like the guy says, I don't know. You got some moles on your back. I said, the animal. He said, no, no. Because <laughs> I was terrified. Yeah. You know, like they could drill in or something. He said, no, you have some little, but he said, they're definitely benign. But I'm going to send you to a dermatologist for a full body check. He said, because you're from Vegas. I said, yeah, it says melatoma on our license plates. He said, well, you know, the sun is. I said, I know. That's what I was saying. <laughs> We're agreeing. And it's on that agreement. I launched that joke fantasy. <laughs> so um, I went to the uh, dermatologist woman. Mm -hmm. No sense of humor at all. Oh, no. None. You, know, you have to put the gown on, right? Mm -hmm. She goes, I'm going to give you a full body exam. I said, so I, I put the gown on. Now I'm taking the gown off. But they don't do that. They have you take off the gown in pieces. Oh. You just peek so they don't see your whole body nude at once. Thank goodness. And she looked and said, uh, nope, 
nothing wrong here. I said, good. Uh, she said, do you wear sunscreen? I said, no, I don't. She said, well, you should. I said, there's nothing wrong here, is there? <laughs> I said, I'm seven, you know, I'm 68 years old. Yeah. I said, so I'm racing melanoma. I'm doing fine. I, I might be winning. Because <laughs> um, I don't care if I die with melanoma, right? Yeah. I don't care about that. And then the people I like the most were the eye people. Mm. Right. And the eye people, they were really, really nice. They were pleasant. They were sweet. Oh, I said that Gordon Ramsay, they said, oh, you, you know him. You like him? I said, he's very nice to me, but I get uncomfortable with him yelling at the kitchen staff. Yeah. And they said, well, that's his thing. <laughs> I said, yes, that's his thing. His thing is something I don't enjoy. No, no, but he does that all the time. Yeah, I was sitting there waiting for him to serve me food. He was yelling at all the people in the kitchen. And I want to say to him, just fucking food. You know, actually, <laughs> truth of the matter be, I would enjoy a grilled cheese just as much as whatever you make it. Right. Guaranteed. Yeah. I'm not, I'm really not a gourmet. No. You know, don't yell at people. If you can't make the food without yelling at people, I don't want it. Because I can go to Baskin Robbins. Tucker Carlson is expressing white supremacist views. Yeah, but that's his thing. <laughs> Yeah, if that's the thing, he always does. Always does. He always does that. Hating immigrants, that's what he's into. Yeah. I can't knock it. It's his thing. It's his thing. It's what he's known for. So the I people were wonderful. Good. I really, really liked them. And I said some stuff I should not have said to them <laughs> uh, by a lot. By a lot, I said stuff they sh I shouldn't have said. Yeah. I mean, by a lot. I just trusted them. You know, and you trust people can be a big mistake. Right. But in this case, it seemed like an okay thing. Not not looking for some blind items in the uh, Minnesota gossip rags? Well, blind would be the exact right one, the eye people. <laughs> so I went in, and I said, are you going to put eye drops in? She said, yes. I said, so I'm going to have the dilated uh, pupils. She said, yeah, I want to I look in there and see what it is. I said, you know, I had a thing happen with, uh, with that stuff, that belladonna. You have belladonna, right? She said, uh, no, we have a new drug that, that does, same as Belladonna, really, but it's not, not, not called that anymore. Right. I said, well, you know, I had a date with a woman once, and she picked me up at the train station and then drove me to her house. And after we were done having sex, she said to me, when I picked you up at the train station, did I seem more attractive to you? I said, you, you seem very attractive to me. That's why I'm here. And she said, but special? Did I seem interested in everything you were saying? I said, well, I, yeah, I was talking to you and you seem, what? She said, well, let me tell you what I did. I knew I was going to see you. So I, I had an eye exam a few weeks ago. Uh, and I stole some belladonna. I stole the eye di dilation thing. And so when I went to pick you up, I put it in. So my pupils were enormous because you're supposed to look more attractive and look more interested. I, sa I said, really? She said, yeah. She said, you can still see my, 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 eye, my pupils pretty big. I said, you picked me up at the train station. <laughs> She said, yeah, 
I said, you were driving. She said, uh, yeah, it was really hard. I really couldn't see at all. I said, that, that's not a good trade-off. <laughs> so I told the eye woman that yeah. at the Mayo Clinic. Yeah. I expect the reaction would be, Jesus Christ, what a crazy. And she said, we have to lock up the belladonna. I said, it's not belladonna. It's she said, I know. <laughs> she said, we have to see that case there. We have to lock it up. I said, want to do that. I said, other people steal it? She said, yeah. I said, what do they steal it for? She said, I think the same thing that woman stole it for. To seem like you're more attracted to someone than you are. Yeah. I said, really? You look like a keen painting. You know, your, <laughs> your pupils go really, uh, really, really big. And I said, really? And she said, I don't know. All I know is if we leave it out, it gets stolen. That's nuts. I said, have you ever done it? She said, no. <laughs> I said, she said, just a week ago, one of the doctors forgot to lock it up, left the room, came back. The next patient was gone. I said, people just steal it. I said, do people steal every drug? She said, no. I said, so they're stealing it for that reason. I said, uh, she said, yes. I said, you know, I have another story about Belladonna. <laughs> she said, you have, you have an anecdote about everything. I said, yes, I do. Unless you get into sports, I have an anecdote about everything. I said, I was doing a thing, a show called uh, Sin City. I didn't tell her this, but I was doing a show called Sin City Spectacular. What I told her was, I did this bit where I wanted to look really stoned. So I said, I was sitting on a mushroom smoking a hookah, and I wanted to look really stoned. So I told a PA, a production assistant, to um, go and get an appointment in an eye doctor and steal the belladonna so I could put it in my eye. So she said, you actually asked someone to steal stuff that you were surprised was being stolen. <laughs> I said, yeah, now that you put it that way, yes. And then I got reprimanded by the producer yeah. who said, you can't tell the PA to steal shit. I said, oh, I guess I can. I thought it was different in a doctor's office. They said, no, it's worse than a doctor's office. I said, oh, okay. Well, they didn't, did they? They said, no. Okay. Said, no harm done. So I said to her, are you going to put the drops in now? And she said, yes. I said, I am going to be so fucking attractive. You're not going to believe it. You're not going to believe how attractive I am. I am going to be so attractive. As a matter of fact, there is a vegan restaurant here in Rochester called uh, Old Al's. And I'm going to go to Old Al's and it's going to be insane. I said, the pussy trade is going to pull up. I said that to a doctor at the Mayo Clinic. Now, at that point, it could have gone either way. Sure. And she laughed. A lot. Phew. A lot. It was a little bit of a relief. Yeah. And then I said, listen, doctor, when my eyes are dilated, if you touch me, I am going to report you for sexual harassment. I said, because I'm going to be so motherfucking attractive. <laughs> when my eyes are dilated, you may not be able to control yourself. She said, you're right. I'm going to stay over this side of the room until I have to go right over and look in your eye. Then I said, am I looking really attractive now? She said, well, 
no. I said, I'm really hurt. She said, well, your eyes aren't dilated yet. Takes 15 minutes. I said, so you're going to leave the room when you come back in. She said, when I come back in, I'll be using all the willpower I have. <laughs> I said, because I'm telling you, the Mayo Clinic will not look kindly upon you grabbing me inappropriately. Because remember, you're an eye doctor. The other doctors can get away with grabbing me inappropriately because <laughs> they can say it was part of the exam. But there's no way you can get away with it. So be careful. So she went and exam. Then she said, I have another doctor coming in. And the other doctor came in and said, wow. You are really nearsighted. She said, wow, your eyeball is really elongated. And I said, you're flirting with me because my pupils are really big, aren't you? <laughs> I said, you're using words like elongated because my pupils are really big and you find that really attractive. And she said, you know, we have people steal that stuff. <laughs> I said, I know. Ask the other doctor my two stories about that, because I have two stories about Belladonna. But do I look really attractive now? She said, you look fine, and your eyes are really wide open. I said, yes. And I'm going, <laughs> I'm going to Old House tonight. And I said, there's going to be a riot with the women there, because I'm so attractive. She said, well, let me know if that happens. <laughs> She said, now I'm going to look in your eyes. I said, you can't get enough of that, can you? She said, no, I'm looking for cataracts. <laughs> I said, I have a Rankin Continental. <laughs> so during that whole thing, I was inappropriate, um, sexist, racist, yeah. right? Yeah. You, got that, yeah. you squeezed that in there. Squeeze right at the very end. Yeah. Right at the very end. I think I covered everything. Good. And uh, she said that um, I, I was... My eyes are very, very good, except you're so nearsighted. And I said, you're working at the Mayo Clinic. I can't be, have the worst vision of anyone you've ever seen. That's impossible. She said, you're pretty bad. Wow. Yeah. She said, you're pretty bad. I said, well, okay. She said, but your eyes are healthy. I said, okay. She said, just you really, I said, I know. I live inside this head. And you, you, you've worn glasses for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Since I was 12. So, did they want to do anything about that? My, the nearsightedness? Yeah. I said, I said to her, I wore contacts when they were hard, when you made them yourself. I said, if you're going to make your contacts yourself, sand them really well. She laughed at that too. I was doing okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I, she said, hard contacts from the 70s are the best vision you will ever get. Uh. And she said, and you still have scars in your eyes from using them. Oh, wow. That's why we don't use them anymore. I said, my eyes rejected them. I couldn't put them in. She said, yep, that's why we don't use them. But the vision with them is incredible. Oh, fascinating. I said, oh. And I said, they always try to put contacts in me. I try different stuff all the time, and they, uh, they never get as good as glasses. And she said, you won't. And I said, oh. And I said, when I get cataracts, I can actually put a lens in. Because tell her has lenses in his eyes permanently now. And she said, well, he's either doing monovision with nearsighted in one eye and farsighted in the other, or he has the, um, the weird bifocals. I said, I don't know how those work. She said, yeah, I'm not going to explain it to you. 
<laughs> she said, but some people love it, but you won't ever get the vision you have with your glasses. If you didn't make that cataract joke, she would have. She would have <laughs> taken the time. I said, uh, are my eyes still big? She said, yes. I said, are you done with me? She said, yes. I said, I'm going off to old Al's <laughs> with my big eyes. And uh, I walked out into the lobby and said to my VIP escort, look at my eyes. She said, oh, they were checking for uh, cataracts and glaucoma. I said, yeah. <laughs> and what else? <laughs> no, I don't know. I suppose if they had liked those jokes. You know, but I wasn't, in, I never, I, you know what I mean? I don't think you could call that flirting with her inappropriate. You call it language inappropriate. This is the hard it part. It could have made someone uncomfortable. Yes. Now that we're talking on a podcast, that listeners can listen to it with different ears or whatever they want to do, right? Yeah. But the bottom line is that it's always an exchange of trust. Yeah. And so, yes, people we like more uh, and people we get along with more, we give them more rope to say mm. borderline inappropriate or offensive things. I don't think it's borderline at all. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> and so uh, you hit it off with them. You made their day brighter. They seem to have a good time. Yeah. Now we're going to find out when they report me to the <laughs> eye doctor language police yeah. that they didn't enjoy it. Because, you know, th there are people that will uh, pretend to enjoy something and not really enjoy it. And that's also their right. Yeah. Sarah Silverman said it interesting on one of her podcasts, part of our network here in cast media. She was like, you know. When you talk about people being upset about your jokes, but then you also get credit for being an edgy comedian, like, well, that's, that's what the edge is, is that right. you're, you're operating on the edge. And so, right. yeah. So, and that's why, and I got to tell you that the laughs I got from them yeah. were very big. Right. And that's because they were appreciating the high wire act. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that was also showing them my throat. Right. You know, I, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're, they could not believe that I wasn't aware that I was making myself vulnerable. Right. That's, that's, that's true. And if you talk to people who work in the medical profession, you know, that behind closed doors, especially the most high stakes or whatever, you know, like for a friend who works in pediatric cardiology, mm -hmm. right? Very dark sense of humor behind the scenes. To, they have to. Yeah. And so when you're at the Mayo Clinic, you're dealing with high stakes shit all the time. Yeah. And so, yeah, I bet they're kind of like, oh, good. I can laugh like that. But that, that's, that's what it's all about. It's always, it's, so you, you had a proper exchange of trust vulnerability yeah. and fun. With but the also, they're going to be putting drops in my eyes. And the trust is already there because they could have hydrogen peroxide. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm always amazed when people talk about trust because going out on the road yeah. at a stoplight, yeah. the trust is unbelievable. Right. Every time you go to a restaurant, yeah. you're trusting them they're not poisoning me. Yeah. Sometimes they are. But, <laughs> so I, I I had a good time. Good. At the, I mean, getting up 5 a.m., I went into one of the people, and they said, uh, you know, you look, you look kind of tired. I said, well, I go to bed in Vegas at 2 a.m., which is 4 a.m. your time, and my alarm went off at 5. So you tell me. Why do I look tired? And I went for a sleep study. Uh -huh. And uh, not sleep study. I went to the sleep guy. And he said, oh, you use a CPAP. I said, yes. He said, um, 
but you've lost 120 pounds. Uh, you probably don't need the C. I said, shut up. Mm. I like my CPAP. He said, well, it doesn't do you any harm to use it, but if you don't need it, I said, I want it. He said, we could do a sleep study to find out, and maybe we could just tell you don't need the CPAP anymore. I said, I, I want the CPAP. He said, yeah, but you might not need it. I said, I want it. He said, yeah, but you have to, you know, you, people don't like putting, I said, I do. He said, okay, so you like your CPAP? I said, yes. He said, so we don't have to set up a sleep study where you come in and we find out if you don't need it. I said, nope. He said, okay. I said, okay. The thought of maybe occurred before when you lost the weight that maybe you didn't need it? Mm-hmm. Doctors have told me you probably don't need it anymore. And I go, I, I like it. I, li- I strap it on my head. I look kind of like an elephant. Right. I kind of enjoy that. I, I then put headphones on. <laughs> so I'm wearing he- big headphones I wear in bed all night. Then I have a CPAP on my face. I told the doctor that one of the doctors said, well, I can give you an eye mask. Your whole head could be gone. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was funny. Most of the doctors were very, very funny. Dermatologist, not funny. No. Really not funny. Really not funny. Uh, I didn't even try a joke with her. Mm. I just tested the tested the water with my little tiny toe. Yeah. Going, you know, and uh, no. No, no. So, you know, I'm from Vegas, so everybody has melanoma. Well, we hope not. <laughs> God damn it. That, that's going to tell you, you're not going to do any, uh, don't touch your, you know, when I get my robe off, don't, don't lose your cool and touch me inappropriately or I'll report you. Not doing that joke no, with her. No, that, that says zipped up. <laughs> totally silent there, just sitting there while she looks over me with her little glass. And she has a little, she looks at every, every mole. So no surprises from this. No. The only thing I did say to her as a joke, she said, um. These moles all look fine. I said, they aren't the animals, are they? She said, no. (laughs) And then I have a little bump on the back of my head. And I said, uh, uh, she said, that's completely benign. I said, is there any chance it's full of spiders? She said, no. I said, okay. Low gear. You're resting on... She just thinks I'm crazy. (laughs) Well, I'm not sure they didn't all think that. Right. Then I got to go, my balance is really bad. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you people, if you're going to come to the Penn Teller show, that I believe within a year, I will fall over on stage. Just because. Just because I don't balance well. Right. And I've now turned into a character trait. My pacing, I now do stutter steps so that when it looks like I'm close to falling over, people think, oh, that's just the way he moves on stage. I'm already trying to conceal that from people. Okay. So it's getting worse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, because. Does that have anything to do with getting all that shit sucked out of your ears? Well, they, I said they thought it was the ear thing. I thought it may be yeah, the ear yeah. thing. And, um, oh, I also said, so I went to two audiologists and they, I went to a hearing aid specialist mm-hmm. and she did a cool thing. She stuck microphones in my ears, then put the hearing aids on top of them so the computer could hear what I hear inside my head. Whoa. Which is pretty great. That's really cool. And I said, um, 
She said, how was your hearing with the audiologist? I said, fine. So did you do all the tests? Did you do the tests where he has you repeat the words to make sure you hear them? I said, yeah, I wanted to talk to you about that. Um, every word he had me repeat was obscenity. <laughs> and some of it really bad, like Pornhub stuff. And I was really uncomfortable. And I said, "I is that right? And she said, what? I said, he said, say the word, fuck. I said, is that right? And she went, wait, he didn't do that. I said, no, he, he didn't do that <laughs> at all. The, the words are all very appropriate, like lake. I said, although some of them I found sexy. And she said, well, you did that whole audiologist test. I said, yeah, yeah. And uh, the hearing aid person, I absolutely love. Oh, I'll tell you the one joke. Oh, out of all these things I said, the only joke I was ashamed of. I was really, really ashamed of. I'm really ashamed of this, Matt. Okay. You're going to think less of me. Okay. I guarantee you. No, no. Woman at the desk on the hearing floor. She said, um, so you are here for your hearing test. I said, what? And she said, well, I've never heard that before. Oh. <laughs> Just a big middle finger right across your face. <laughs> Just dragging and, the middle finger down the nose. And she's right. Yeah. She's right that that's the hackiest joke you could make. I share your, your guilty pleasure move. No guilty, ple no pleasure. Right, but just guilty. But the only, the only move I've ever done is there's just like how do people just say what to you when you ask them? Yeah, kind of thing as if you can level with them about the lame joke that you're dying to make. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're conf you're conf you're pre-confessing. I mean, everything says hearing all around. Yeah, and it's the Mayo Clinic. Yeah, and everyone in the waiting room has hearing aids, and it's, uh, but you shouldn't say what. And then she said to you, "So how'd you and Telly get together?" <laughs> You can play this game, fuckface. <laughs> Say the word, fuckface. I just don't. I've I've always wanted to go in there and grab the mic when someone's sitting there. You know. Yeah. Okay. Say the word, hegemony. <laughs> Say, rusty trombone. Have you had one of those hearing tests? Your ears, your ears are good enough. You don't get my this. ears right now are good. I just got eye insurance this year. I definitely need to go. I haven't gone yet, but I definitely need to go. My eyes are really this year. I'm seeing a significant change, and like I'm like now hunting for the hot spot when I'm trying to read texts and moving my phone all around. Oh yeah, yeah. trying to find the spot that I can best read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's time. Well, uh, if I got, I've given you. A lot of material for, <laughs> yeah. for the dilation. Yes. You have ready. a lot of material. I'm, <laughs> I'm very curious as a non-famous layman how, how well that will go over. <laughs> we'll try it. See, see <laughs> Look, I, does anyone listening to this is jealous? It's Ready Rich. Ready Rich loves doing bits with his doctors, and they never get him. <laughs> and then you're getting away with stuff he couldn't even say. I'll tell you the one they liked the least. And that's when I took a pencil into the hearing test booth and did the track and field thing on the button. The what? Track and field video game. People used oh. to put a pencil across it and, and just speed tap it. tap it. Oh, I see. 
<laughs> well, I'll just tell you, and this is this is also this is also terrible and sexist. Yeah. If I had had a male doctor, yeah, I would have hit much harder. Yes. Many people think, oh, well, you're flirting. It's a female. You're going to be no. Nope. If it had been, if it had been a forty-year-old uh, man, that uh, I would have been really, really even further gone. Yeah. Joke about that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All my stuff now. I'm just looking for a big dude who's doing okay yeah. tonight. For if I'm going to fuck with anyone, I can't. I, you can't risk anyone else. Yeah, you. Yeah. Well, I, I did. Probably shouldn't have. <laughs> and this will be. Uh, this is like the. Um, Entertainment Tonight yeah. tape in Trump's rape trial, right? <laughs> they they will say it was only the two of us in the room. Yeah, uh, I can't prove what he said. But, oh, wait a minute! On this podcast, he reports everything he said to me. Right. I and I can say that was just Matt and I having a locker room talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, we live in a world where context doesn't mean anything anymore. But the context was that you were. Dealing people doing their whatever their regular hump of a day, and you're mm -hmm. and you're bringing a, a little something different than the typical patient Maybe. to the equation. Hopefully. Then I went in for the uh, the balance test. Yeah, because I thought it was probably in my ears because I've had things growing in there. Mm -hmm. And I told the ear person, I said, when he first looked in and it hurt so much, I thought it was spiders and it was mushrooms. And I'll tell you something, maybe no one's ever said. I would have rather had spiders in my ear and mushrooms because yeah. they can crawl out maybe. <laughs> and I said, uh, I want you to remember when you look in my ear that you're a professional and I don't want you to go yick. And she said, okay. And uh, I said, any spiders in there? She said, let me check. Let me check. She was good too. Good. The only person, and I, would, I played it all right. Yeah. Dermatologist did not want jokes. Dermatologist did not get jokes. You, you read the room each time. Each time. Did fine. Uh, I love the hearing aid person. Hear, ah. Uh, because when they make you hear a little bit better. As I say, they change up the equation on you? Uh, a little bit, yeah. My hearing aids are a little better now. So, 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 so good. I said, you know, some people uh, that I know, friends of mine, don't want everybody to know they were hearing aids. She said, yeah, a lot of people like that. I said, I don't, I don't care. I'm old and I can't hear. <laughs> I said, um, when you do that, when you look at the audiologist, I said this to the audiologist too. I said, that is just um, damage I did to myself with a rock and roll. He said, absolutely. Every bit of it. Really? I said, so that is the CBGB um, chart. He said, yep. Not even a qualifier. Not even like possibly or probably. No. Most That's what you did. You did this to yourself. 90%. It just was, you just fucked yourself up. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. It's, uh, I liked, I, I liked everybody at the Mayo Clinic. They were very, very nice. And, uh, the guy, I think the guy was making shit up. The guy that did my balance test. Mm -hmm. Cause he was doing stuff like, I'm going to blow air in your right ear and you close your eyes and tell me if you're moving. Isn't that just making shit up? Yeah. He also strapped me in a chair. Covered my, put uh, goggles on me with a dot in front of the eyes and then spun me around in the chair to see if I got dizzy. That seems like he was just fucking around. Yeah, just fucking around. That guy, like, that guy, you expect then the doctor to walk in the room <laughs> after you've spun you in the chair and be like, 
Terry, what the fuck are you doing in that coat? <laughs> Terry, get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> Did you just do the chair with the dot thing again? <laughs> Terry! Terry, <laughs> what's in your pockets? Belladonna, hand it over. <laughs> you dick. Boss's son. And the bad news, the really- Terry Mayo. The, re- <laughs> the really bad news is uh, it's not my ears. It's, it's my feet. Oh. My feet are not giving me signals enough to be able to keep standing up. Oh, that is, a, that's a daunting time. I said, I'm going to, I'm going to fall over this year. And he went, yeah, and you got a long way to fall down. Listen. Said, Thanks. Bring the hearing test lady back. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> How's the weather up here, dickhead? <laughs> no, I don't play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you knew he was going to say what when they said hearing test. <laughs> Signals from your feet. Yeah. That's not something I've even thought to assess. Yeah. That's where, that's where balance is, is trying to get you. Balance is three things, your eyes, your ears, and your feet. Uh, and, and you know something? I don't think they could fix any of the three. So the reason for the testing seems to be uh, recreation. So they get to laugh afterwards and go, yeah. Bets. <laughs> get money riding up. <laughs> Is that a thing? Do people lose, do we all lose uh, foot signaling as we get older? We all lose everything then because we're dead. Well, I, yeah, yeah. I never thought about it before. I want to read a joke that Ron Heck sent in. Okay. Uh, I said to you, I used to date a girl from Pennsylvania. Yeah. And you said eerie, and I said she was a little weird. Yes. Yeah, yeah, A guy wrote in a better, more modern version of that yeah. joke. I had a girlfriend from Pennsylvania once. Hershey? No, they, them. <laughs> Isn't that pretty good? It's good. Yeah. And Hershey's always there. Yeah. We, we always got that. It's been sitting Hershey there. Hershey bar and everything. Yeah. We got, the, we got the they, them on that. Nice. I was over Teller's house the other day, which is a rare, rare thing. Yeah. Because Teller is really working with Moxie to get ready for the show at Edinburgh. Yes. Uh, the, show, the show is Mox. And, uh, and, and Cammie Young. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, we made videos for Cammie. I uh, would tell her showing him, here's what you put in your pockets, and here's where you load this, and here's what you do here. And It's incredible. Going through it all. I have video, of course. Uh, uh, is very, very proud. Yeah. Very proud. And Mox is killing it. Yeah. Mox has this real charm stage presence, and Mox is opening for you. Yeah. I just thought... When I do shows in a lot of other places, I, I can sell tickets. Because I'm here in Vegas, I'm, if I'm doing a magic show, they, they can see you or Piff or Copperfield like every night. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the, they're all, they're fully, they're fully saturated from a magic curiosity perspective. Mm-hmm. So I thought it'd be really fun to ask Mox to open up. And I think that's creating a, a bigger curiosity for me. Well, good. Well, good. Yeah. Good. Also, working with a, uh, with a real pro would be very, very good for Mox. I, I'm excited. Yeah, I've, I'm excited about it. And I, I've always been curious about tracking Mox's career and when the Edinburgh thing is going to happen. I'm, I, it's going to be great. I mean, you're, you're going to see it. Is how, how many shows will Mox do out there? They're doing a month, right? It's like 30. Yeah. It's a lot. Maybe 27 or something. It's a lot of shows. Mox is going to come home a different performer. Yeah. And that's the, I, I did Edinburgh. It was so fun. And you come home, you're, once you do that grind, it's awesome. So I'm excited. And so, yeah, I think. I, I'm excited to work with Mox. I think it can happen more. So I'm, I, I can't wait. 
Yeah, well, uh, we're talking about material. Yeah. So so we'll see. <laughs> stupid. My trick's stupid. Yeah. I encourage them to go for 20. If Mark's mm-hmm. want to do 20, they can do 20, and that way that then, then you have your, your, your castle submission video. Yep. Yeah, so yeah. we'll see. That would be a pretty great we'll thing. Pretty great thing. Yeah. Uh, so that's my uh, that's my whole story of the uh, of the Mayo Clinic. Yeah, and nothing was uh, nothing was discovered unusual. You know, they said uh, but you were wa- discovered to be unusual. Yeah, your weight is sneaking up. Mm-hmm. They said. I said no, it's sneaking down. It had snuck up. <laughs> I'm now twenty pounds from where I was at my worst. Yeah, yeah. And they, I said I'm still heading down. I know how to do that. Oh, I also talked to the uh, I had lifestyle meetings. About diet and so on. Ah. And I'm afraid that I did all the talking because <laughs> I know I know yeah. what I should be doing. And I said, Now you don't you don't coach people to be vegan, do you? And she said, No, no, no. We uh, we try to get them to cut down a little bit. I said, But you and your family? She said, Totally vegan. Fascinating. <laughs> no, she said she's flexitarian. Yeah. She occasionally has something else, but her husband and her two children are complete vegan. Yeah. She's, and I said, so that's the healthy choice. She said, yeah, but we have to work with what we got. Right. And doctors never explain it that way, but that's exactly it, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm reading the Beastie Boys book. Oh, yeah. And there's this great story where they move into a house in in, uh, in L.A., and the guy uh, had a bunch of stuff like locked up. He, he, I forget who he was, but he had a former career. And they ended up just because they're young, rebellious rock stars open up all the stuff and find all of his old shit and find his like 70s clothing and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they get invited to Dolly Parton's birthday. Mm-hmm. And they decide they're going to wear all of this guy's clothes to be weird and fuck with everybody at Dolly mm-hmm. Parton's birthday. Mm-hmm. So they're all dressed up. They're all getting weird reactions. And then they run into Bob Dylan mm-hmm. at this party. And Bob Dylan just turns around with a shit-eating grin. He goes, how many you bring him? And they said, what? How many are you bringing? And they said, well, what do you mean? Tickets. How many tickets you bringing? You mean like how many people can we get to go see our show? Yeah. I don't know, maybe like a thousand? Good. Putting a tour together. I need you to bring those. Pro smoking. All pro smoking tour. It's going to be all about smoking cigarettes. That's going to be the tour. Counting on you. <laughs> he turned around and rejoined the conversation. <laughs> it just said, we just got outweirded by Bob Dylan at Dolly Parton's birthday party. <laughs> I believe Bob Dylan always wins, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's great. Just made up a tour in his head. To, I, I mean, everything was totally made up in his head on the spot. How, how many are you bringing? How many are you bringing? leaning on them <laughs> yeah those old guys are gonna flip out when they see us <laughs> it's also wonderful that they tell that story that way oh yeah yeah yeah. i mean completely respectful oh 100 percent. yeah yeah it was just they're, they're they're really good it's a great it's i love the book it's really great must have been a wild ride for them yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i didn't really yeah uh rick rick rubin yeah is he a listener <laughs> of our show he might be once in a while yeah i know that I, that they didn't, I didn't realize that that was being a contentious thing, and they lay it out in the book. Yeah. That was a surprising thing to read. Very about. contentious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I was like, oh, no. 
Uh, <laughs> guys who tried to fuck it up left and right and still just totally guys who became successful in spite of themselves. Mm-hmm. Really funny. And that does happen. Yes. And they have no ego about it. It's really great. So it's like, in fact, they, like I said, they're so, they're so embarrassed about their story that they have people read, they have different celebrities read different chapters so they don't have to tell their story the whole time. <laughs> so they have other people just tell it, you know. John C. Riley, Will Ferrell, Tim Meadows, Rosie Perez, like uh-huh. uh, Bette Miller read a random chapter. Oh, that's great! <laughs> and it wasn't like appropriate to her. It was just, but they just, just I think they just don't like talking like themselves. And so it was a really, it's a, it's a really fascinating book. But that Bob Dylan story was hysterical. Who reads that one? Uh, that one was by one of them. That was uh, by uh, uh, Ad Rock told that story. Yeah, yeah. And that was Ben Sunday School. Cha cha cha. You become naked. Had a girlfriend from Pennsylvania once. Hershey? No, the they. They, they, they. Shakespeare? She is she a rent fair? She a rent fair gal? Become naked, cha cha cha. In case I forgot, did I forget? I don't know. I don't if I know. Did. Can anybody thank there, Matt Donald? I do. I want to thank the you people. You know, we love you. Support us over at patreon.com slash pen. That's two ends. I want to thank Eric M. Ryan, Krista Hatchby, Loop McKinney, Danny, insert meta joke here, Ruse, Matthew O'Sullivan, Betsy Batter, Little Mandar, acts weird as shit, but is enjoyed by Joe Bathar Bowers, Adam Stickney, Sax Guy Jimmy D, Nathan Julian, Petty Officer Scoop. Daniel, a couple weeks old, but I wonder if the Pornhub magician is Chris Angel. David K. Matthew, how is your Superman, the others? By the way, someone came to our show the other night. I brought him up on stage. They had a t-shirt that says, Chris Angel has the question. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. Clear your cookies, baby. Brandon Knapp, Nick Dingman, Colin Durham, Lancey Minshew, Stephen White, Michelle Yeiser, Brogan Hastings, Placida Scott, Damian Martin. Adam Luce is happy to hear Penn's ear is on the mend. Timo Tihoff, Mark Pickenheim, Scott Kelly, Adam Burzens, Matthew Applehands, and Fractured Adventures. Thank you. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.